Wondering why you're not further along when it comes to creating the impact you know you're meant to? The guides and I would love to shine a light on why it feels like you're missing the mark. In Highest Contribution Audit, you'll partner with the guides and me to diagnose the disconnect in your highest divine assignment. We'll take a look at what's working and not working in your current path of success, pinpoint what's keeping you from gaining traction, and channel a personalized action plan to help you flip the script. Feeling the energetic nudge to vibe into the details? Head to the show notes to learn more. Welcome to the Seven Figure Spiritual Leader with Danielle Rama Hoffman, your fast track to partner with Source to create your legacy business without overworking. Now let's dive into today's episode. Welcome, Divine Leader, to this episode of the Seven Figure Spiritual Leader on a new paradigm of leadership. And I am joined by author Jeff Spahn of the book, We the Leader, who is also a a client. So we're going to be diving into this whole new paradigm of leadership. Welcome, Jeff. So happy that you're here. It's great. uh, Great to be here, Danielle, and to share this experience with you. I, uh, I want to make sure I get the opportunity to uh, thank you for bringing forth the notion of the visionary heart, um, <clears throat> at least for me in this capacity. It, the idea of equanimity and uh, peer-to-peer, divine-to-divine, uh, is something that's been latent in my life for a long time, and it's revealed pieces by pieces, and then came the visionary heart. And I, as soon as I read that, I was just totally drawn. I, I'm going to France to learn more about this. And uh, it was a great time. And, and it's really another seed for the book, We the Leader. And then the help in terms of, it got into a little crunch with the pandemic about having a writer editor with me, uh, journeying with me through the book and needed to find a new one. And the resources that you provided for that with Kelly Malone was fabulous. And it was like one of those things like, wow, I didn't know it could get even better, you know? And so that was great. Then it was a pivotal point there, I think in the beginning of 21, where I was just kind of, you know, kind of in kind of a segue, not really clear about where to go. And uh, we had a session together and I don't recall anything intellectually, but the energy shifted. And then I was able to kind of, and then move on and, and, uh, and complete the book. So um, thank you for that. And it's, it's just fun to uh, experience the visionary heart in those ways between the two of us and your team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. So just uh, for those of you who may not be clear of what the visionary heart is, as we've known each other now since uh, 2016 and that uh, your first introduction as a client was with the divine light activation program that you're talking about with the the visionary heart which is the first divine light activation which is all about equality and relationships equanimity uh, and really a revolution in relationships which really is 
also a key and foundation to We the Leader. And I remember after our week together in France with the group, we were talking about divine light activation and where does it come from here? And, you know, where, where do things go? And to me, that program is really about you know, activating the next level of your mission. And so as we fast forward, you know, seven years here, you've been on mission. Like when we met, you were already in mission and, and had this amazing business. Uh, Yet fast forward, there's even this more expansive emanation of your mission, which is uh, encapsulated in this book, Leader. So let's talk a little bit more about this new paradigm of leadership, because I do feel like it's such a core part of divine transmissions mm-hmm. where right. I don't think of clients as, as uh, like I'm the teacher and there's the client in a hierarchical way. It's mm-hmm. creation and partnering mm-hmm. from that place mm-hmm. of equality and that you have a piece and I have a piece. And exactly. I think that's really exciting. And I think that's what was really exciting for you about. Yeah together and also a big part of your mission so what what more about that piece about yeah i just get excited about this just hearing you say it you know there's just woo you know i get lit up you know i love this stuff and uh uh and there were a number of things that came clearer to me in the course of writing the book we the leader and i'm sure you've had this experience where I don't know. It feels like the book was writing me more than I was writing the book. And that's kind of that nice little flow space where it's like, whoo, you know, uh, the the visionary heart with the energy of the book itself, you know, kind of a, a, a co-creative sort of process. And then one of the things that <clears throat> came to my mind, and this isn't anything, uh, it, it, it's kind of obvious, uh, but, but I want to say it in terms of who we are, the identity of who we are within an organization. And uh, that organization could be two people <laughs> or, or more. And each of us is a leader of our own lives. And that's something that's very foundational uh, and, and, and permanent in terms of my experience with divine transmissions and your work. So I'm not gonna elaborate on that. But then when, when those leaders join an organization, wow, you've got a community of leaders within that organization. And then what do you do with that? How do you avoid the too many chefs in the kitchen? And then, but at the same time, we an organization has a common purpose. And so everyone is a follower of the common purpose. And so everyone shows up as a leader of their own life and increasingly a leader within organizations and a follower of a common purpose. So the organization is identified as a community of leader followers. And then the hierarchy isn't to control and command, but to facilitate the collective flow of that community of leader followers. And so that's the the framework of the expression of the visionary heart within today's organizations that we, the leader, then uh, sets forth. And then, okay, how how do you make that happen? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know one of the the themes that the guides talk a lot about, which I feel like is also what you're sharing here, is 
that we are giving and receiving and having at the same time. And yes, you talk about in We the Leader, the simultaneity of leading and, and following at the same time. And that is such a paradigm shift from the power over power under hierarchy way. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like there's so many individuals that are craving craving that next evolution in leadership, which your book is such a beautiful demonstration of. So I want to slow that down a little bit because just leading ourselves and, and I know each of you tuning in that a a best practice for me is like your life is unique. So you may be a part of a corporation. You may have your own business. You may be a mother. Like there's still a community you're engaged with others. To me, this, these principles are, can be applied in, in so many areas. Of course, Jeff, you know, you work with uh, organizations and corporations a lot and, and team building. And yet I do feel like these principles can apply. So the best practice is to apply what we're talking about uh, to whatever is going on. And so leading ourselves applies to pretty much everything. And so would you talk a little bit more about that? And, and I believe in the book, you have something about like being your own boss or bossing yourself right. or something like right, that. Right, yeah. right. Right. Yes. And um, the, the whole notion of the uniqueness, you know, just to be reminded of that, I, I, I can't get too much of that, just reminding myself and that I am totally unique and my experiences, my body, my, my physicality, my mental thoughts and feelings, nobody knows them but me. Uh, nobody does. And only I can bring them forth. And so that is just foundational to everything. You can't have this eye-to-eye, peer-to-peer, divine-divine partnership, we the leader experience. If, if I as an individual don't show up as a leader, and not just once in a while, but as a way of life, I'm, I'm, that's, that's the movement. And, and so in the book, we have a little fun with this notion of boss yourself, you know, don't, don't boss me, boss yourself kind of thing, uh, kind of switching, switching it around and moving it internally. And it's really, really quite basic. It's B, an acronym is take that big, deep breath. And every we know the power of those deep breaths, you know, the entertainers and athletes and, and those of us who are on a spiritual journey, the, the power of breathing. Um, is wow, it's just infinite. And there's all kinds of different ways to access it. But when we take that deep breath or find that method of of breathing on a day-to-day basis, a moment-to-moment basis of awareness of a conscious breath, then we can step back and observe ourselves, the O for observe, observe ourselves in the moment, all. Here I am. I'm having this conversation with Danielle, and 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 there's a there's a space between us. It's all the almost like this is the scene on the on the on the of the live play, and at the same time I'm in the audience watching it, and then in that space I can decide how I show up and what I what I do, and that little shift, as as we all know, is is the capacity then to make a choice to select, to select the the S. 
and and that is just the awareness that I have a choice of how I'm going to show up here. I might be feeling like totally angry, uh, but if I can step back and observe, hey, I feel in this way, but I have a choice in every moment how I want to show up and how I want to want to be and how how I feel and uh, to take to take ownership of that. And then the second S is just simply to make that choice to suspend the judgment and, and choose the curiosity or whatever that choice uh, might be. It might be to take more deep breaths and to step back longer and observe and uh, re repeat those, those processes over and over. Mm. Yeah, and I love what you shared there and, and you hinted in it uh, in the beginning when, and I remember when we had that session with your with your book and moving forward your your book and and one of the the foundations or the premises that I come from, the guides come from, is that like our books are beings of light, our businesses are beings of light. And, and that we're partnering with the energy. So when you were talking about like the book writing you, there's you, there's a book. And then right. there's the third thing of the relationship. And that's the same thing. Like there's me, there's you. And there's the, the third thing that's the, the space in between us, which also includes yes. each individual that's tuning into this, this podcast. There's this collective uh, flow and it's really powerful and potent and the uniqueness as well. Like I remember when divine transmissions, uh, because I speak with my business was saying, okay, it's time for you to co-create more. And I was like, okay, that sounds cool. You know, how do I do that? And in the beginning, I, in the application of that. So I really want to ask, like, the question is when somebody's stuck leading their team, right? Yeah. Yeah what to do and in the beginning it was like okay well I'm going to leave space for others to step forward and I noticed I kind of like would back up from the 50 line 50 yard line as we talk about in the visionary hearts like well that's not working like I need to be really at, you know divinely matching being my full self and recognizing right. that co-creation doesn't mean same same like I'm going to yeah. bring unique the CEO is going to bring the everyone's going to bring something unique so right. is there anything that you would share about, like for those that do have our own businesses and we're leading team and, you know, the others aren't yeah, really yeah. stepping forward or it's a whole thing. I know you work, you know, with teams about this, but. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, I, I, I would love to respond to that. There's, there is quite a bit, but uh, what's coming up for me is the, the tendency for some leaders, uh, particularly who are strong leaders, they realize, hey, I'm dominating in this and I need to step back. And, and we have a process called the three weights. You know, if uh, I wait three times, <laughs> uh, I say I'm in a dialogue with the team and, and my tendency is to, you know, okay, here's, you know, here's what we ought to do. And I, I'm thinking this, uh, the exercise is to wait once and then see if it comes back again twice and then see if it comes back the third time. And then after three times, if no one has said what I was thinking I want to say, then go ahead and, and say it. But it's making making space. Now, there's a very delicate balance, at least, at least to me, that happens here because 
a lot of times uh, other leaders, what they do is I'm not going to say anything till the end of the meeting because they want to create space. It's well intended. But that doesn't create consistent collective flow. It helps. It helps. So we can't stop there. The leader needs to get to the point that she or he shows up with what they think and feel in the moment in a way that inspires others to show up with what they think and feel in the moment live. And then when we have that live energy going with everybody being in the moment with what they think and feel and desire, Woo, that's where we get into that collective flow space. And to learn to do that as a team, because it's got to be everybody, is a key to getting into that consistent collective flow, which is the purpose of We the Leader, is to help teams and organizations to experience consistent collective flow. Mm. Yeah, as you're speaking about that, you know, there's a lot of conversation around feminine and masculine energies these days and, yeah. and sacred union, of course. Uh, and I remember when I was like 12 or something, uh, my horseback riding uh, teacher and really one of my early mentors at horseback riding camp where I ended up learning Reiki and, you know, from them as well, like they were a big part of my life was just noticing, like I had a very strong best friend. Like she was, she talked a lot and there was this idea. She said something about like, well, you lead from behind. And it always stuck with me of like a the uniqueness as leaders, like how, uh, to me, the simultaneity, there's a, there's a very feminine aspect to that leadership. So is there, are there other kind of archetypal leaderships or anything that you would say about that? Because it's obvious like, okay, there's a dominating, they're just going to come in. Uh, but then Mm. there may be others that are kind of, I don't want to say leading from behind, but you know, naturally, have that space are there any others that come to you um and it's also like how to make space i think my question is is to call forth that uniqueness in a way that everyone's bossing themselves but they're bringing it right well and and something you mentioned earlier is coming to mind just the idea that we're constantly giving and receiving now we're not always aware of it but we can't get out of it. And Mary Parker Follett calls that the circular response. And there's a constant mutual, mutual exchange. And, and even though it's just say with, with me, with my clients, right? I'm, I'm on one level, I'm the giver and they're the receiver. But on another level, if my purpose is to perpetuate and the practice of we the leader, then they are giving me an opportunity to live my purpose. And often that becomes unspoken. And that's the, that's the mutuality that, we, that we're always in, but not always recognizing. And, and bringing that to the table, seeing each other as that in a team, in a family, in a relationship, helps us access that collective flow space, that that energy, that feeling of connection and the wisdom that lies in between us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I know in the book as well, as you're talking about that collective flow, 
that that you do talk about you know equity and uh inclusion like the inclusion energy right and that inclusivity is really based on like everybody has a seat at the table right uh, and and to me i always have that sense of like there's this round table of mm-hmm. council and this that it's a round table in a team even though there's the hierarchy within the organization and so what would you share about like the inclusion yeah. aspect of it and maybe it dives into the you know the curiosity piece of it as well okay yes well, one of the things that I discovered in writing the book is, and actually my clients and friends reflected it back to me, is that we, the leader, is a diversity, equity, and inclusion operating system. It's not a program over here, but the, the, the belief and the principles and practices of diversity, equity, and inclusion are fundamental to the practice. And I outlined that a little bit earlier, like, Everyone as a leader of their own life is totally diverse and that activates diversity. And then the equality in a relationship or an organization or a team uh, equalizes the, 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 the relationship. So we have the diversity and the equity and then the, the, the uh, unity, the unifier of we the leader that's where everyone is a, has a part and the puzzle image comes to play there, right? We, we as a team in a relationship or in an organization, everyone brings a piece or a few pieces of the puzzle of the organizational team or relational puzzle. And, and bringing those pieces, then if one piece is gone, it's not complete. Every piece is vital. Everything needs to be there for it to be complete. So we have the, the diversifier, the equalizer, and the unifier. Uh, those are the three sections of the book. And then within that, how do I present my piece? And you mentioned this earlier. Sometimes within a conversation, we, uh, we think our piece is the whole thing, the whole puzzle. So I'm in a convinced mode. Right. And that, that tends to be the, the orientation of those who tend to dominate. The other other side of it is all oh, my piece isn't important. So I hide it. And that tends to be those who set back. But but for this puzzle to get put together, the puzzle of collective flow, everyone needs to bring what they think and feel as a piece, as a different equal and vital piece, what they currently think and feel and want to play into that dynamic. And then the curious conviction is how you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, um, it's kind of interesting, of course, because my vantage point and, and I know a lot of folks as well here are our entrepreneurs and and so there's the opportunity to partner with clients and then also a beautiful opportunity to to really partner with with team you know with staff and to me uh being of course 
a part of a transformational business and wanting to make a contribution that that simultaneity is really alive in the team. Like I really can see how I've evolved from having team and the teams evolved from being a part of divine transmissions. And it just keeps, it keeps going. And at the same time, you know, there, there are those overlays about relationships and how we relate Mm -hmm. to people and, Mm -hmm. and the projections and, you know, like does something not get done because, the leader wasn't clear about it or all those kinds yeah, of things. Right. Sensing that the question in the field is really like, okay, I have a team and there's a, there's some issue there. Uh, yeah. And I know I need to be a better leader or so I know that's a general thing, but it just keeps coming up. Um, yeah. So see if there's something that comes to you in the now moment from there. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think uh, in some ways I know from my own experience, these are often challenge points for me leading myself and not shifting into blame or into judgment, uh, particularly around something that's so important to me, <laughs> you, you know, I like, you know, we, the leader, you know, and so my sensitivities jump up and uh, I, I need to become even more a leader of my own life and practice. It's an opportunity for me to get back to those and, and those, those, those basics, those fundamentals and revisiting the breathing, the observing and selecting how I'm going to show up in this moment, in this time. And uh, at least for me, you know, I can go a couple of days. I, I've gone two or three years without really observing myself. And uh, if maybe most of my lifetime, but two or three years, I know for sure I hardly did it. And uh, uh, so that's, that, that's, the, that's the first thing. And then, then the other thing is in, in, uh, to, to have guidelines for each other. You know, to have, you know, a set of agreements you know, about, okay, here's how we want to show up. And when, you know, okay, when when you experience me as being, you know, out of myself, you know, not, not connected to myself, uh, you know, I, I want, I, I would like you to reflect that to me. And here's, here's how that might work. Uh, and so that we can get, we can more and more in the moment help each other because there are times when I am in a reactive state. I'm not taking responsibility for my response, the ability to respond. And, um, and so that, that kind of uh, an understanding of, of um, how we, how we're going to work together is very helpful. And if I know in teams, I've seen people grow in the context of teams with these agreements that otherwise would would not have, and when they leave that team, they they go <laughs> they they go downward again. You know, they get in that reactive mode, don't know it, and they're stuck in it. Um, you know, I'd like to mention something you you've talked about. You mentioned simultaneity a couple of times, and I'd like to uh, just define that a little bit, at least from my perspective. Mm-hmm. And in the context of uh, the history of uh, the evolution of leadership, we've had the traditional solo leader, 
command and control. And then that evolved in like 1969, the servant leadership and situational leadership came out. So there it was lead or follow, depending upon the situation. And uh, that was a huge evolution in leadership from a solo leader. I mean, it's easy to look back and think, oh, but wow, that was huge. And now what's evolving is simultaneity and simultaneity is leading and following at the same time, simultaneity. And that is the we the leader methodology for learning to lead and follow at the same time and invite others to do the same and, and, and create and accept and hold each other accountable to agreements about what that looks like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> about that in the book, which I would really encourage uh, those tuning in to, to get this book. It's really an amazing evolution. And I know that the clients that I have a divine appointment with, which uh, I know that you and I have had this divine appointment that continues in, in these different ways that we're here to evolve uh, consciousness and to shift paradigms. So I really... Yeah see what you've added in your mission to, to leadership and, and really witnessing and celebrating that and such an honor and a blessing to, to partner with you. So, and we'll include the link to, to get the book. Um, we, we, the leader. So as we're wrapping up here, any final uh, words that you would, would share with us? Well, two, two things are coming up. One is maybe related to what we've already talked about. I've noticed this notion of listening to We the Leader. And like I, I've noticed it like in promoting the book, right? And I was like, okay, what, 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 do we, what do you want? What do, we, what do we want need at this time? And I kept getting the messages, just give me space. Just give me, you know, step back, you know. Don't do so much, you know, you know, be attentive, but don't. so that, 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 uh, that was one thing I wanted to mention. And this other is this whole notion of collective flow and we, the leader is built upon the fundamental principle of consilience, which is, a, 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 a from evolutionary biology, uh, the Edward O. Wilson wrote the book consilience and consilience is the jumping together of opposing energies for something new. And so that is a reframe of, of conflict, whether it's, it's the conflict we have within our team or whatever. So that's a, a, a reframe. Wow, this is an opportunity to create. Uh, like the battery, right? You have the positive and the negative. If you got two positives, two negatives, you have no energy. It takes that contrast to create human life and, and the energy in the battery. And I go through the book and the number of, that applies to a number of sciences. And so I want to just say, hey, let's reframe our conflict wherever it is, on whatever dimension it is, into an opportunity to make a difference through our differences. And that then becomes the primary driver for experiencing consi consistent collective flow in relationships and teams and organizations and as a human race. We can do this. We, we, we do it sometimes. We just need to do more of it. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm hoping We the Leader is a, uh, you know, a map and an instructional guide to get there more consistently. Mm-hmm. I know it is. I'm hoping it, it uh, does even more. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much. And, you know, that was just reminding me as well of when I asked Divine Transmissions, like what Divine Transmissions was wanting, which I feel like is another theme and our work together and also what you just brought forward of the partnership with the book and really asking uh, to have that guidance and that it may be different than what we may think it needs to be. Uh, And then also that idea of kind of like divine geniuses, because I see a lot with my clients who are CEOs of their own businesses is that we have a tendency to like hire individuals that are the same as us. And then, you know, that doesn't really help to, to have the divine diversity, to have different divine geniuses. uh, And that, that really is an important aspect. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thanks, Jeff, so much for our rich partnership and all the yeses and and no's and renegotiates uh, along the way. It's always a delight and fun to be with you. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in and inviting you to really uh, lean into a new way of leading yourself. Hmm. Thank you, Danielle. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in today. Want to pass go and take the fast track to partner with Source to create your six or seven figure legacy business without overworking? Join in the conversation over at the Seven Figure Spiritual Leader Facebook group. Until next time, sending you much love and appreciation for your contribution to the evolution in consciousness.